This is where the fun begins. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Can't lose! King Kong ain't got shit on me! Oh my god! Okay, it's happening! Everybody stay calm! What's the Everybody procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm! Say my name. And here we go. What's going on, guys? Uh, welcome back to another episode of Realish. I'm Derek. Hey, guys. What's going on? I'm Matt. And we are joined again with my one of my best friends, Bianca Durant. How you doing, Bianca? Hello. I'm good. Excited to be here again. Welcome back. Glad to have you again. Um, like again, we're going to go ahead and get our, our housekeeping stuff out the way. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, uh, means you're on our YouTube channel, so please subscribe, OTS Media. Uh, hit that like button, subscribe, and notification bell. Get an update on any piece of content that we have coming out. Um, as well as we are being sponsored by Champion One Boxers. You see the shirt. Uh, the most comfortable boxes I've ever worn. Uh, Black-owned company that's based here in Atlanta. So uh, if you guys want to support two Black-owned companies at one time, yes, I'm going to put that pressure on you. <laughs> Go to the link in our bio and get you a pair of boxers, whether you're a man or woman. They have stuff for both both genders and uh, great high quality stuff with great prints on them. So please get something uh, that's, that, that looks great and feels just as good. Uh, get something for the champ in your life. All right, so back with another episode. How y'all feeling? I'm good, I'm excited. Doing all right, doing all right. I'll be back and have my, I'm not sure if any of you saw, I have my dog in my lap. <laughs> He's relaxing. Hopefully you're about to calm down soon, so. If you see me looking down, <laughs> two two lady bees, Bella and yeah. Bianca, we're with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Sounds good, sounds good. Yeah, so uh, there was uh, we had we're gonna get into the feature presentation like we said uh, earlier this week for you guys. We have two feature presentations for you guys this week. Uh, uh, last one was uh, all the old knives, and this week mm-hmm. we're. I mean, well, uh, today we're gonna be discussing uh, Adam Sandler's 2022 film on Netflix, uh, Hustle. Um, so we'll be getting into that a little bit later, but first off, we're going to go ahead and, and discuss some, some really interesting stuff because Bianca had a great suggestion, uh, <laughs> last, last time when we finished recording, um, going into, what was it? Uh, one season, uh, series, yeah. right? shows that are just one season that yeah. are just really good. And, yeah. and you made a good point, whether they're one season because they intended to be that way, or you, you brought up some one season shows that kind of ended a little bit early, but were still really good heavy hitters. Yeah. What, what has been, uh, some of the, uh, yeah. Top, let, let me see. I don't want to say <laughs> top five, but like, what have been some that you like off top can, yeah. you, know, you love? I mean, one that we talked about, Little Fires Everywhere, Yes. Reese Witherspoon, Carrie yes. Washington, great show, great phenomenal. casting. Yeah. The book is phenomenal. And again, a show that was intended to be one one season and they delivered on it for but, sure. So, okay, since so you read the book, let me ask mm-hmm. you this, because I never, I didn't realize it was based off a book until like yes. one, like, I think it was like maybe like the second episode that, mm-hmm. that I was watching. Um, how close to the source material is the series? Almost exactly spot on. Like the way that you want it to be, um, in the sense that the, the, some of the subtle differences that they did that I noticed was like certain characters they had saying 
different things. Like they assign different lines to different characters. That's the only difference I saw. And who actually started the fire um, is different in the book and then in the show. But the way that it plays out in both is still, it unfolds beautifully. Okay. Um, So it, it didn't take away from the essence of it or anything. I think they just made it so that there was a twist for TV and it was perfect. It yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was very surprised by that show because I didn't mm. expect it to be as good as it was, yeah. but I'm going to be completely honest. Reese Witherspoon <laughs> has my man utmost respect. I was like, so did they, are they going to send her the Emmy? Is she, how was it? How, how are we getting her her things? I, <laughs> Yeah. I did because I'm used to quirky, yeah, thing like type of role she used to Absolutely. play. Absolutely, we're seeing um, her in you know, Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, we're seeing her be the cute love interest. Lady we just Lon. watched, yeah, what's the movie um with her and Tom Hardy? They're fighting for her love with Chris Pine. I think speaking of you know all all the old knives, I think he was in it too, and they're like fighting for her affection. She played the cop with Sofia Vergara. She's always kind of played those cute, quirky roles. Yeah, was, yeah. Uh, Pleasantville too, which she did with uh, Tom Holland. I mean, not Tom Holland. Uh, Tom, uh, Tim, Jesus. Tom McGuire. Tom McGuire. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, I'm thinking right. Spider Man. So, <laughs> but yeah, she she's she does do a lot of those quirky roles. Right. So I didn't expect her to to play a serious role and actually like be good. Deliver. <laughs> but she plays a mom absolutely well yeah and, and this like i don't know it's it's there's a couple of people that i've seen like that where yeah. you're used to them in, in comedy right or you know whatever like some some mm-hmm. real lighthearted type of yeah. content and then the older they get right they play, play like jason bateman is a perfect example of that. right ozark they're they're delivering some oh that. man right did not expect <laughs> that so yeah it's 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 very interesting to see her uh evolution because she did a show on hbo too i forgot the name of the show uh big little lies big little lies great show another show where she plays a mom with this kind of a, a secret or trying to yeah. do so, yeah a great show yeah also too that makes little fires everywhere good is um it's based off of um shaker heights ohio that's the the things that they said about shaker heights um being a place uh where they try to make everything perfect how mm-hmm. the houses look the same the rule that is shaker heights it is located in in cleveland uh which can be a rough area and yeah. you drive in and then you get to shaker heights um yeah. who's from uh, who's famously from shaker heights uh kid cuddy oh, um, went, went to shaker heights high school the high school that's oh, there yeah okay. okay so it's it is the the way that they described the town especially back then perfectly mm-hmm. spot on it is this perfect suburban cookie cutter place in the middle of of you know cleveland ohio yeah yes so, so there's no possibility of us getting a second season no it's done They're, they they so i don't i they told the story so now if we do get a second season it's kind of what we talked about in the last episode they'd have to uh, write it and, and it would be really important that they bring in the original writer and do all that but yeah. we don't want a second season it ended the way it was supposed to i slick one a second season. <laughs> no that's that what we're show, talking about shows that are meant to be one season <laughs> it was so phenomenal i it want another ep- another another season but you want another season fine. because the characters are so good they are but yeah. the story is done the story is done yeah, yeah I, I, i'm and i'm perfectly fine with that I, it's just, see, that's that's the thing that i like about 
certain creators. Right. You create something that's supposed to be just one and done. Mm-hmm. Perfectly fine with that. Yeah. It, the problem that I have is there. There are a lot of writers, and, and we talked about this last episode too. Mm-hmm. But like, like Hollywood gets into this pattern of trying to regurgitate certain yeah. things, and they make money off of one project and mm-hmm. think, okay, this is a money maker, and suck it dry, <laughs> suck it dry, and then it's like it takes everything, every yeah beautiful essence that that, exactly. that project had it just wipes it all the way away you know what i'm afraid of that happening to euphoria i'm afraid that we're just gonna get one or two seasons more of euphoria than we actually need just because yeah. they know that the cast is good it's well liked they can mm-hmm. keep that story going mm-hmm. i'm we'll that's see. what i'm afraid of I thought they were because I, I I saw something mm-hmm. recently about them doing another season. Mm-hmm. And I thought I thought they were saying that the third season was the final one. I would, you know what? It's good, but I would be okay with that I, because they're they're what they're they're older in high school. These are not freshmen. They're you know yeah, and it's I, I, hard to keep a story going when everyone's in college. We've seen that is. them try to do that before. Saved by Bell tried to do yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Saved by the Bell college years, please. No, that was not good. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I would um, with Euphoria, I wouldn't mm. mind seeing. I wouldn't mind seeing maybe one season of them in college, or trying it, yeah. to go into college. I, because they're they're in they're in their senior year right now, right? I think so. So yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Let's right. you know, see where the fallout is of some of the stuff that took place in this last season and then right. wrap it I up. mean, the way that it's shot is we're already kind of used to seeing the characters develop their own stories sort of by mm-hmm. themselves or maybe with the addition of one other character. So it wouldn't be mm-hmm. odd for them to just sort of modge podge, maybe two characters go off together. You know, maybe we mm-hmm. see a long distance, like they could do it and make it make yeah. sense for sure yeah yeah to me it's I, it almost feels like they need to just go ahead and continue with rue and um um what's her girlfriend jules name? jules yeah, yeah. It, it it would to me it almost makes sense to just let them be those two characters they they just let right. stand on their own because and matt and i uh talked about this when we were covering the, the, yeah. the series but the 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 two standalone episodes that they had in yeah. season one and season two so good that it was the perfect pace <laughs> Yeah, because that was the issue with that show for me and, and for actually for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, they were focused on so many storylines at once, yeah, that it seemed like they couldn't develop something that's a good point, you know, as, as far as they they should have, you know, that, that that was the only that was the only hit to me on that one, but for sure, yeah, I, I every, little little fires everywhere, <laughs> little fires everywhere. I need to re I want to rewatch that. I that, know, that I've already was, rewatched it. I think two or three times. <laughs> that was a phenomenal show. I, I, I loved it. But um you mentioned another show that um, was Country. one season. Yeah, that wasn't meant to be that one season. That wasn't meant to be one mm-hmm. season. But I think that uh I think HBO messed up with that show. I will be honest in saying I did not watch it. It was one of those shows okay. that was in the middle of a lot of other shows that I was watching coming out. And I yeah. said that I was going to loop back to watch it. And then it got canceled. And everybody said it didn't end <laughs> well, like they wanted more. And I was like, do I want to do that to myself? <laughs> it's it's one of those things. I'll put it like this. It's telling the story of segregation. Mm-hmm in a sci-fi type I was of way. just gonna ask you there's a sci-fi element to it which yeah. is always 
interesting and when done well it's good I, look how about this if someone had told me the like the <laughs> way that they mm -hmm. if you had if you had described the show to me like that prior yeah. to me watching it mm -hmm. i'd give you the side look like there's, there's no way <laughs> that, you can that tell. those elements are going to come yeah, together racism right. is sci-fi doesn't seem like a, <laughs> a viable uh, thing. combination right? <laughs> yeah but they did it very well mm -hmm. and uh jonathan majors um yeah. uh starring in that show was i, I had never heard of him prior to this show right so i, I was only watching for journey uh, uh, smollett right so, so good I, so good when i saw him and i'm like okay who's this and I'm, okay but i think by by the end of the first episode i was i was already hooked yeah so yeah the way that the season ends <laughs> it makes you like you know that's going to be a second season there's right there's no the way that they tell it. the story is meant for it to be that way and they just don't give it to i think what ended up happening because um and there's another show that i was going to uh, bring up too mm -hmm. but um uh we own the city with um i know that, that john name. berthal i think that's his name okay uh on on hbo it's it's similar to that in terms of how you're watching this and, and you're thinking to yourself especially as as a black person are they actually telling this story like is hbo actually okay with telling the truth yeah <laughs> are you actually okay with it and it's it's actually shocking to see them be okay with telling that side that of narrative history. right yeah and actually and, and and it and it being told the right way you know um um without holding back right so I, it didn't it doesn't feel whitewashed that's good i'll put it like that it That's doesn't a good... feel whitewashed watching anything with Lovecraft Country. We Own the City is, is you know, another one that is one season, but mm -hmm. it doesn't need, we don't need any more. We don't need any more from that one at all. From We Own the City? Yeah. We, Are we getting another one? Is it supposed to? I doubt to? it because it's okay. actually, a, it's a, um, I didn't oh, realize it until the episode. Sorry, I mean, yeah. you. No, but, but I was going to say, I think it's based on a true story. Okay. So I don't think that you yeah. can. And I was just to gonna it? say, H, another good, good uh, one season series on HBO um, that is based on a true story is The Landscapers. I have not heard a lot of people talking about it. I'm still pretty actively telling people about The Landscapers, and somebody put me yeah. onto it. Um, who? Let me let me make sure I get this right. Um, is that it a drama? Is, yes, it is. Olivia Coleman who plays in um what is the crown okay she's really good a british i think she does a lot of british television intentionally okay. like that's okay. her her lane that's what she likes to do um and it was really good some more people a lot of british stars who you honestly may not have heard of which is mm -hmm. good it's always good to see fresh faces i think it especially is. for people like us who consume a lot of content um mm -hmm. you know especially we were talking about the last episode matthew was like there's no good movies and it's like because like so many good movies are just yeah. being or movies not even good movies are just about the cast like yeah. we're not even making stories anymore to make them even watchable so i think with television yeah. it's always good to see some some faces you haven't seen before and this is a really good based on a true story um it doesn't give it the plot away but of, of two of a couple um who killed their their parents and just how that plays out is really interesting 
Okay. It's good. I'm gonna check that out. I'm gonna check that out. It's one of those shows that's a little slow, and I know Matthew and I were talking about it too, but it's worth it. Like it's it's a it's the pace of it. Yeah. It's just right. Bella was in agreement, as you can see. Yeah, no, as you can see, I am I am totally unfamiliar with One Season Pills. Most I watched had the privilege of extending <laughs> beyond uh, yeah. its initial season. So um, something like uh, Euphoria, I wish mm-hmm. had a single season, so I didn't have to endure its very <laughs> low quality. In, I would have writing, but, been okay with that, too. Um, yeah. That needed anyway, that, that is my uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's my attempt to slander a show. But, <laughs> now, can I do better? Absolutely not. All right, I have to credit where credit is due. But yeah, yeah. The, I'll, uh, the... I'll stay humble. I'll stay humble. I'll just... <laughs> I mean, crime shows tend to be one season. Like the other ones that I'm thinking of, like I'm thinking of Girl from Plainville, that's one season. Because when it comes to crime, I feel like um, The Staircase, we're only going to get, I feel like one season of that because the crime, you know, it is what it is. So I feel like maybe if you're not into some of the true crime aspects, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. maybe you're not watching or consuming as much of the the one season shows. Because Hulu's great about it too. Hulu's phenomenal with that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think... There's another one that I watched on Netflix, uh, The Queen's Gambit. How could we forget about that one? I don't even know. Chess. The way we almost <laughs> got away with not talking about that one, we should be ashamed of ourselves. <laughs> I, I I don't even know chess. Like I, but that made me want to. Man, learn. and you know the I think two hundred percent increase in the amount of chess sets that were bought, yes. and it's something ridiculous like that. Yes yes so good story phenomenal story i think uh a lot of writers because i'm starting to to feel as if Mm -hmm. there are more creators that are doing uh either limited series yeah or they're intentionally writing a show out to be one Mm -hmm. season long i love it that's it and and it's perfectly fine especially Mm -hmm. when you're because we're living in a day and age where where we binge yes everything anyway right Right. So it's kind of it almost feels like a short story in the in a sense that Right. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. Like we're we're only we're only mm-hmm. having one season to watch. It's comparable to a short story right. versus the the three to five season type yeah. of series uh where people are watching people and people can knock out uh <laughs> shows like that within what two weeks Ex- maybe less and even i was gonna say even that <laughs> yeah so especially I, the age of people working from home because i work yes, from home and that's yes. how i binge a lot of content just because yes. yeah yeah because like like uh stranger things uh season three yeah i finished that in a whole weekend and right. i expect to to do that right the episodes were a little longer right? exactly i'm thinking okay this is gonna take me maybe a week to get through. right and you're right about just like the content because um you know who the the queen of season after season after season is Miss Shonda Rhimes, honey. Oh, she will. I out. watch Scandal. <laughs> Why are we are we not on season seventeen of Grey's Anatomy? Sis, how did you kill off the entire cast and the show is still on? Like you've got to yeah. give her props for that. Yeah, I did yeah. just watch all seven seasons of Scandal, and I'm like, so this could have easily been four seasons. Oh, same thing. Yeah. I tried to get through how to get away with murder yeah couldn't even do i like still to this day have not watched all of it because i'm just like yeah. why is this still going on but see that's the thing like <laughs> she, she does a great job with with 
creating content. Yes. I think her problem is, and this is really not even her problem. I think this is ABC's issue. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but again, it's that pattern of regurgitation. Yeah. Right. So like in, in her shows, you'll see the pattern of the same mm-hmm. thing where like scandal, for example, yes. someone comes to Olivia Pope yeah. for an issue. <laughs> she solves it. Yeah. She goes and has sex with the president. <laughs> Episode's over. <laughs> and then it's that's the a good point. Thing. And then that pace. The this, pace is there's something being revealed. Two or three things every yes. episode. And it's just like that's why maybe that's why too. We're we're people like us who watch a lot of content, we're appreciating a slower paced show. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it's something different than what we're seeing for yeah. sure. But we have to go back to Queen's Gambit because yeah. Anya Taylor Joy, man, Phenomenal. I love watching her phenomenal i I, love watching her and i'm gonna loop matthew into the conversation because i know he just saw the (laughs) northman yes and she was great in that movie i really want to see so much more from anya taylor joy i love watching her i think she's got a stunning face so when you're Mm -hmm. watching her on a screen you can pause it at any point and she's Mm -hmm. giving a a great face a good performance i i enjoyed queen's gambit mostly because of her for sure and then um oh yeah and then moses ingram's in it as well who did amazing and you know she just was in the news because of star wars yeah she's she, wait wait who is she playing in queen's gambit she plays um the friend the friend oh, exactly I knew from she the insane I, asylum yeah. and i i heard okay. she was remarkable as well and she was what like she's weird because of i <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of, i am just frustrated because i know how talented of an actress she is based yeah. on certain scenes i've seen and the direction that Kenobi is not allowing her to perform very well, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I've heard it. I've yeah. heard that. It, it, because a lot of her dialogue, it, it, she has no dialogue to work with. It's, mm-hmm. someone, it's among the most generic. That sucks. Trivial mm-hmm. dialogue you will ever hear. And yeah. she can only deliver her lines like this, like, you will listen. Mm-hmm. And oh, that, like, yeah. And do anything with, with, with the dialogue. So mm-hmm. yeah. in turn, yeah. her character doesn't sound remotely I- intimidating. But yeah. you juxtapose that with Queen's Gambit, where you have a you know uh, a very talented you know, cast and crew who are looking to bring this true story to life. You know that you like the difference is, is as clear as day. So the mm-hmm. lack of the lack of talent is not a criticism because Moses, uh, for you know, is is she's uh, among, extremely talented. Yeah, is a she generational is. talent who will be around for a very long time. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and, and the that, same vein as Anya Taylor Joy, who I predict will eventually win an Oscar. I think it, so too. It, it, yeah. It's inevitable. Like once yeah. he hits a nice hot streak in a year, yeah. one of those will see her earn a, a leading performance, at least a supporting yeah. role, depending on uh, you know what she's tackling. But yeah, but I I think uh, Kenobi has because I think I'm on like the second episode, second or third episode, and it's 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 really made me realize, especially now that you bring up that she was in the Queen's Gambit. Mm-hmm like a lot of these actors aren't bad it's just that the writing is yeah it's 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 absolutely and And here's the thing plug and play all the time you can't do that right and i watch like i'm a huge law and order fan i like i love svu it's i i still consume it like they are like they cranking out these episodes fresh and mm-hmm. I'm still watching the ones from like the early two fifth because it's just good. I just like I, I know what to expect. Dick Wolf is universe. He's gonna yes. again someone who paces out the show. You know what mm-hmm. to expect. 
And so a lot of the characters from there were saying, you know, there are people who are like Mariska Hargitay, who is fine with playing the same role for 20 years mm -hmm. because that's just her bag. She, Stability. She's, she's running the entire show. I'm, I, I listen to a podcast about the show and they bring on, you know, real characters from it. What's so interesting is that, you know, she runs the show. Everything is about her. It's really great. But then there are characters like, um, like BD Wong, who has said, mm -hmm. I was on that show for eight years and they did not give me a single storyline. I asked them over and over again to develop my character and they would not. And so I had to leave. And so that's a really good point that sometimes characters are having to leave shows or just, or actors, I should say, are leaving shows because they don't feel like they can grow and develop, you know, their their skill, their craft. And everybody yeah. who works a job and has a career really wants to grow um, in it, yeah. you know? Yeah, I think I think people um, don't realize how important writers are because yeah. it's, almost, it's almost like when you're listening to music, right? Mm -hmm. Perfect example, Usher. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Phenomenal talent, Yeah. right? But his best music was when he was working with Pink. <clears throat> Who was producing his music uh, early on? Usher's music? Yeah. Jermaine Dupri? Yes. Yeah. As <laughs> soon as he, soon as yeah. he left Jermaine Dupri, like, it's, it's that producer-singer, yeah. like, producer-artist type of, 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 of balance right i can i could talk about that forever that when i really i mean uh, you're you're it's such a good parallel that you've made honestly because you, like the same thing like when you really talk about like writers and producers you really figure mm -hmm. out that they are they are the backbone like if if mm -hmm. if, the, if it's not on a sturdy foundation anything you build off of it's just not gonna hit it's horrible yeah I mean, that's a really good comparison justin timberlake same way he was yeah. with uh timberland yeah Got and, some of his best stuff. His best musicals. Best with album. Timbaland. Yeah. After he stopped working with Timbaland. Right. And <laughs> in the woods. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So or, it's um, like, sorry, go ahead. To, you know, I'm just saying, yeah. just, you have that partnership. You have that right partnership. And that's, that's all that is. You know who fired all their writers and has been cranking out the same stuff ever since? Who? Tyler Perry. <laughs> You got a show called Sisters and Ain't No Sisters writing on it, Houseway. No, no women, yeah. <laughs> it's it it that's that's the and problem. it shows it shows that he writes all of his content. Yes, and, and as soon so as you mentioned writers, yeah, yeah. As soon as you mentioned that, I was like, that's a really good point because then you got people. And I feel like Shonda Rhimes too. I know Shonda has a writers' room. Don't get me mm -hmm. wrong, unlike Tyler Perry, but mm -hmm. um. Still, it's like it's their show there, yes. but also two people who employ a ton of people and employ the same people. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, you can't be mad about people getting steady work. For sure, for sure. But it's like, you know, people think that it's just like it's just the director and the yeah. actor. No, no, the writer, not at all. The writer yeah. determines a lot, especially then, when you have the writer that works with the director. Yes. And then the back end too, that of the business side of things. Like people want their money. They don't want to do their craft for free. So yes. it's like that yes. side. We were talking about that the last episode, just how many projects, you know, were one season and maybe mm -hmm. ended short because they just couldn't work it out on the business end of things. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's very important to make sure that you have the writer uh, uh, that can bring out it's almost it's almost like a painter right mm -hmm. you have you have this canvas and they're able to to create this picture right but if you don't know specific techniques and you're trying to get a specific yeah. look 
you're only you're going to be limited by your knowledge absolutely uh, of, of of what it is you're able to do your, your knowledge and your right. skill so if you don't have a writer that's able to bring out the best in the actor right. the actor can do like i don't I, I don't even think like moses to me moses mm-hmm. is on, uh, on, on kenobi is trying to do her best yeah with what she's given what she has yeah but you know like the audience can be upset with her in terms mm-hmm. of the performance like they yeah, i get it it's stale yeah. it is stale but that's not her fault yeah it's <laughs> almost like when you call customer service and they're just like ma'am that's just our policy it's the just policy. <laughs> you know I, at some point she's just kind of having to be like, this is just the policy like you don't think i've tried to put a little razzle dazzle on this character yeah. and it's like not working yeah. it's not working yeah, and then to reflect on Kenobi more, like the, the frustrating aspects when you have a studio like Disney who pumps mm-hmm. millions of dollars Ugh. into their projects, there is no excuse for shows right. like that to be so cheap looking. Oh, there no. are nu- there are numerous <laughs> cases in the show where you either have very poor uh, visual effects in the background, mm-hmm. or uh, uh, choreography and and uh, and costumes yeah. are unbearably awful. But do you know, in, in many they, respects, you know I can what, cite numerous examples of uh, of what I described. You know what they're doing though with that? They're trying to keep it like on pace with 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 what George Lucas had in the what seventies. Can't be. <laughs> we can't like, be trying to do something from thirty years ago. That <laughs> like that doesn't that doesn't work. Yeah. So it's like one of those things where you have better technology. And you're you're not actually utilizing it the right way. Because like, I, I was I was actually thinking about this watching Kenobi. Do you know? Anytime I've watched Star Wars, like these people, like stormtroopers, anybody that has a gun, they have the worst aim ever. <laughs> the worst aim. I don't even want to talk about that. I, <laughs> so it it looked okay yeah. back in the seventies and eighties to do something like that. So you're telling me you you've gathered the best in the galaxy and can't nobody shoot? This is what you got. <laughs> you could be a standing like a yeah. target. That that annoys me you. in anything. I don't care yeah. what I'm watching. That annoys <laughs> me in everything. It's it's so weird. I think it makes sense. Yeah, even another aspect that bothers me, and I, I, maybe we're going on uh, a bit of yeah, I, <laughs> a well, tangent. I know Bella. Um, yeah, she's looking at me like, yeah. You got it. You got a uh, yes, woman. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I looked at her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's looking at me right now and saying, "Yeah, you better, you keep going." Um, <laughs> yeah, but basically, uh, another aspect that bothers me in regards to Kenobi is I, I feel like since certain projects have a fan base. Mm-hmm. it's somehow exempt from genuine criticism yes like I, I, i'll give That's it like I, I feel like the moment you criticize an element of the show let's say for instance you speak on the cinematography right mm-hmm. which is among the ugliest thus far <laughs> yeah. I, I, well i will say it not as as poor as the book uh the book of boba fett mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. It, again right i mean you invest millions of dollars the show should look decent at best yes um you will probably be barraged with comments saying, oh, you, you, you should just be happy that Kenobi's a show. Oh, how dare you criticize this aspect? Oh, why are you just needlessly hating? Mm-hmm. No, that's not the case. Yeah. If you provide constructive criticism on a certain aspect of the show, you have a right to disagree, okay. right? Like cinematography is not a make or break element of filmmaking, for, mm-hmm. for even for myself mm-hmm. or for others. So I'm the, you know, as an audience member, I'm going to point out when something looks subjectively bad or good 
Right. Simple as that. Now, if you target like the directors personally, right? Like you send them unwarranted heck messages, something me and Derek spoke on where Moses Ingram was receiving racist. Yeah. In vile DMs uh, around two or three weeks ago. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. Like, relax. Yeah. At the end of the day, this is a show about people using laser swords <laughs> in relax yeah a, a galaxy where, where where we see talking aliens <laughs> interact with humans what you mean like, ain't no black yeah. people <laughs> yeah you know so yeah that's a, that's a good yeah. point <laughs> like so we're at, in a fantasy at, world like yeah like at, at the end of the day right like we should be able to have like civil discourse yeah. Um, you know, mm-hmm. in, in response to these projects without all the needless negativity going on. It's just yeah. the Star Wars fandom is is a difficult one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Most of the time, you have a lot of great people. So, uh, a few of them I had the opportunity of speaking to, like on Instagram, for instance, mm-hmm. and they have the most like positive community, people who respect each other's opinions, but you also have others who have like, <laughs> a very large gathering. Right. And whatever their opinion is, they sort of follow the horde, so to speak. And then. For sure comes Absolutely. in all the arguments yeah. and so forth but that's that's applicable to to any franchise oh, for sure. uh, to yeah any, we can say that about marvel or mm-hmm. you know dc yeah, exactly right exactly. or matthew so. you made a really good point too just circling back to you know star wars is a really a, a franchise where too they might not even have to work so hard you know because they already have a fan yeah. base you can work a little less harder when your work is already revered you know you get mm-hmm. to sort of cut corners when people are already going to come out because it's a part of a franchise they know and i feel like star wars is a great example of them doing that first oh, yeah i just can't keep up there's yeah. just between the movies the shows now we're getting animated stuff it's a lot it's so it, it can't all be quality but to your point it could be quality because it's disney and it should yeah. be yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean uh I don't. I hope this is this is only one season for Kenobi because <laughs> I don't see how they can. And I, I think I'm still behind. I think again, I'm thinking I'm maybe episode two, but um, I can't see how you drag that out for mm-hmm. the season. I and I don't. I don't think you should. The six uh, the six episode format is hurting Disney right now. They I need to stop is. with these for, with these dirty the forty like thirty nine to forty five minute episodes. Yeah, because if you're gonna do that, you have to extend the, sh- the, the 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 episodes out. Like, is it's especially if it's gonna be a, a limited series. Like, when you have, but this okay, this is the issue with nostalgia. This is the issue with nostalgia because you you're 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 building on nostalgia, yeah, and and expecting everyone to love mm-hmm. this project, like. We heard Kenobi was coming out. It's like, oh, that's gonna be interesting. Then you find out when, it, like, on the timeline it takes place. It's like, okay, interesting. But this is how many years after the film took place? You know, like, right. I, 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 that's where I'm just like, okay, yeah, I, I'll, 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 I can, I can at least get away with that. I'm, I'm, you guys can get away with that. But the problem is. You're shooting it the same way as those movies were shot. I, you have to put some level of intention behind it to make it better. Yeah. It should not be where we're in 2022. Right. <laughs> the film looks and feels just like what 1970. Yeah, I, I, I something. Yeah, like, come I, on. I am a firm believer. Kenobi should have been a movie. 
to make it look cinematic. Yes. yes. At the yes. at the very least. And yeah. then you you yeah. conclude because uh, ultimately Kenobi's uh, story uh, picks up again in Star Wars Rebels anime series and obviously concludes uh, in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just it, it's weird. Like you have a show like Andor, which is apparently like ten or twelve episodes. So what made Disney like you know or, or the Bad Batch, for instance? So yeah, I think needless to say, it, it reaches a point where nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it's what the I driving force. Well, nostalgia is often a curse. Yeah. So yes. the problem is you lay out the foundation that oh, Hayden Christensen and Ian McGregor is returning, and then mm-hmm. then come the, uh, the the unbelievably high expectations of oh, now we should expect to see Clone Wars flashbacks of them being DAs when they don't mm-hmm. appear because we're already four episodes in. So if they're not appearing in the first four episodes, mm-hmm. then you have you know fans who are out who are outspoken angrily mm-hmm. and then he had the others who were saying well all you went into the show wanting are cameos clone war flashbacks right. etc all uh, me i am not a believer in this like having characters appear for the sake of appearing i want them to have like a genuine mm-hmm. influence on the story like have right. their presence feel meaningful and important um but it also reaches the point too where you can use flashbacks as a means of enforcing whatever character is going through, as seen in right. all the old knives, right? Or right. at least right. Do, like give context behind yeah. certain situations. But anyway, I'm sorry, I know we kind of uh, detracted a bit there, but nah, nah, uh, hopefully, I, I think it, it tightens this idea of maybe some shows should be one season. Uh, yeah. In the case of Kenobi, please do not go <laughs> make it a good one season. <laughs> I, I, you could have a chance of ruining a lot of what's established. And then you have great shows uh, like the one you mentioned in the beginning on Hulu where, you know, like the story concluded, why bother, right. you know, releasing a season two when it can, you know, uh, sort of, I don't want to say work. Well, I guess in some cases can worsen what was set up in season one, right. depending on mm-hmm. the execution. Absolutely. But, yeah. um, needless to say, it's inferior to uh, its predecessor. Especially yeah. if you if you if you start a new season and bring on totally different writers or directors, yeah. Now, now you've changed the vision. Yeah, that's I what, hate when they do that. Yeah, a very I, I random it. show, but they did that with um. Ugh, what this is the show with uh with I think it's Jason Bateman. The the uh it's a comedy. Netflix oh. picked it up. Yes. Um, Arrested Development? Yes. Yes. I loved Arrested Development. And you could tell that the last, I think, two seasons were just not written by the same people. And it just is not good. And I love that show. Yeah. Um, Quirky little show. Yeah, that's what that's why I don't want the office (laughs) to come back if they're not going to do the exact. uh, Why would they do that? You can't make those same jokes. This is a different day and age. It's like rebooting any show where the comedy of it is making fun of the diversity of the cast you've created yeah. is tough. like I was listening to a um an interview with um is it is Andy Samberg is from Brooklyn Nine-Nine right that's him I think so yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 and he was saying one of the one of the characters the main character um what is his name Andre Broughton is is plays a gay character mm-hmm. and it's funny because one thing that he said was like the joke is that he is gay, but that is never the punchline. 
And I yes. thought that that was very interesting. Yes. The joke can be the, the diversity, the stereotypes, but that mm -hmm. can't be the punchline. Mm -hmm. And that's difficult. So it's yeah. funny because every time he tries to play straight, he mentions um, uh, his his wife's heavy bosom. Like he talks like a, like a <laughs> robot about, you know, and that's the joke, you know? It's yeah. not that he is gay. It is this gay man describing yeah. a female like that. And that's what makes it funny. And yeah. I think that, you know, that's difficult to do. It's like, how do you in this day and age continue to do that I, when I everybody gets a voice now in yeah, a way that they didn't before? Yeah, because you, you, you're talking about a day and age where, you know, you can't, you, you just can't get away with certain things you, you can't get away with before. You, you, you can't. You, you can't. can't. And I, the people who do it are very rare, rare. And Very masterful rare. in the way that they do it yeah, as well. Chappelle, Dave Chappelle is a perfect yes. example of And that. even him, I need him to move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's run its course. So yeah, yeah. even, but it's a great example of somebody who and did it masterfully. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Because you think about it's the tough. Chappelle show coming, if, if the Chappelle show yeah. came back today. Like you just you can't do that. But there's so many shows that are like that where it's like, man, I should not be laughing at this, but it's so funny. <laughs> exactly. So, but yeah. that's hard to yeah, do. But good when you do it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I, I think reboots in general just kind of need to. That's why. That's why I love supporting independent yeah. uh, productions more so because the more that the independent productions get support. You're able to hear other voices, Absolutely. See, other, see other perspectives, uh, and have fresher content. Right. Because if we continue to support the same studios over, right, and, over right. and over again, that's why Fast and Furious has gone <sighs> 20 plus years. We got two phenomenal <laughs> movies out of Jordan Peele, and we're making Fast and Furious 82? I, 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 I don't get it. I, I yeah. don't get it. We're in the and, age of making some great new original content at yeah. the same time of us rebooting. And it's just very, very odd to me. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's, it's, it's like, you know, just if, if we have people again, if we have people, we have with music, there's yeah. this, there's this um, uh, popular focus on yeah. independent music and independent right. production, right? Absolutely. Where everyone is, is into ownership mm -hmm. of, of their catalogs absolutely if we put that same pressure on film and tv yeah i think that we're gonna have an abundance yeah almost like a, a renaissance type of of it's great word, period word. yeah great way to describe it we see all mm -hmm. these people coming out with content and now yeah like perfect example is 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 uh miss marvel on disney plus right like that's a different mm -hmm. perspective because uh, she's she's Pakistani, I think. Yeah. Or Arab, something. Like, yeah. So I make, yeah, I've heard good things about it. It's a different perspective, but it's actually it's really good, and it's only, like, only one episode has come out. But I'm excited for the series. I don't know the character, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> but it allows me to sit here and think, oh, this is this is another perspective. Absolutely. Fresh content, good. I like that. Right. I don't want to see the same. Uh, pretty boy, blonde hair, blue eye, 
guy. Yeah. The, the, the being the superhero. I don't right. want to see that. Right. <laughs> you know, that. so that's where I'm, I, I, I love the diversity. But yeah, with it. you have to have the diversity, not just with casting. Yeah. You have to have the diversity with production studios. You have to have the same mm-hmm. diversity with writers. With I mean, directors. yeah, the foundation has to be there. It's what we said earlier. With editors. You yeah. have to have that diversity so, all around. Yeah. Because there's a perspective in all of those different areas where you're like, okay, now this for feels sure. Different. Do you know it's very, very obscure, but I um and I but I talk about it all the time as a great example of why you continue to need diversity from top to bottom. Do you remember two or three, maybe even four years ago, they put blue carpet on the BET awards? Black people do not look good, blue lit. Right, right. Like we put that on us, we look faded out, we look yeah. washed out, yeah. and every photo from that BET Awards, nobody looks good. I from light skin that. to dark, nobody looks good because you have put blue carpet on, and it's just like whose idea was that? And it's reflecting who didn't the who didn't think about the fact that now nobody is being photographed, nobody looks good. So now these photos aren't going to be shared. That's mm-hmm. going to mess with you know photographers video like people because nobody wants to share your work because of the poor planning that went into it so that's always an example of just like why it's important from top to bottom the foundation to be everything needs to to have that aspect yeah diversity or or something in it for sure sure for sure most definitely well i'm excited to talk about hustle Yeah. yeah yeah i think uh i think we're good on this one uh so Let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back with our featured presentation for you guys. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy, Dwayne, from Pastor Ox and Life's a Botch Podcast. I'm coming to you with a real dope advertisement if you got a moment. Can we do that? Peep this. Yo, you tired of that uncomfortable feeling with your undergarments? You know what I'm talking about. Like, literally having to adjust so it gets real comfortable in between the, you know, real safe space. Or maybe just wedgies from it just going underneath, you know what I mean? All that, all that. Let's keep it in 100. Y'all know how I'm feeling. Y'all know how that feeling goes. Well, I want to introduce to you the ultimate solution coming from the number one premium and fit athletic wear just for you. I'm talking about none other than Champ Number One Boxers. Champ Number One Boxers is a black-owned underwear brand, okay? They literally specified and giving you the most top-notch high quality premium adjustable and fittable and totally comfortable undergarment wear that is just for you not only is it something that you can wear feel good in feel confident in and love but it's also high quality feels good and on most importantly it is definitely fashionable okay comes in a different wide variety of so many different styles and themes to these undergarments something to make you look good feel good and swag real good in the process all right so again did i did i get to mention that this is also a black owned brand it's a black owned brand y'all so if nothing else definitely go support that 100 so what i want to do is i want to tell you Head on over to OTS Media Co. on all social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. If you go over, you click the link in the bios, 
it'll take you straight to the champ number one boxers website you can check out all their styles you can check out their bundle deals you can check out why this brand exists what it's all about and trust me when i say you do not want to miss out on the types of opportunities going on right now on the site champ number one boxes make sure you do it for the champ in your life if you ain't already doing it for yourself champ all right champ number one boxers make sure you go cop those all right all right hey guys uh welcome back uh it is myself matthew uh derek and bianca and for this uh second half of the episode we're just gonna be talking about a little movie uh mm -hmm. called hustle uh that released on netflix i think what this past wednesday if i'm not mistaken wednesday or thursday wednesday or thursday yeah wednesday or thursday yeah, so yeah um so it's obviously very fresh in our minds uh it's the film that obviously we wanted to talk about given uh, how recently it, it released and the stars uh adam sandler uh, and just to give you a, a basic synopsis, uh, I'm just going to read the one straight off of Google because, uh, frankly, I'm terrible at giving them. Uh, I'm going to be upfront about that. Uh, basically, it's after down on his luck, basketball scout discovers an extraordinary player abroad. He brings the phenomenon back home without his team's approval. Uh, in other words, it's just uh, uh, another sports movie, so to speak. But it, in my opinion, at least, surprised me uh, in a number of ways. Uh, as we'll discuss uh, for the remainder of this episode. But uh, I guess the most important question, uh, as always, is uh, what are you guys' thoughts? I liked it. I thought that it was, like I said, like a lighthearted movie for the ages. I thought it was a nice kind of like coming of age story for multiple people within the movie. I think that if you are a basketball fan and you like a good story, this is definitely the movie for you. It brings a lot of those elements together. Um, I definitely don't think that we're going to spend 15 or 20 minutes talking about the cinematic value or elements <laughs> of the movie. It definitely wasn't one of those, but I think yeah. that the story really carried, the cast carried. Um, I'm actually not a huge Adam Sandler fan, but actually I'm starting to realize I just don't care for his um, brand of comedy. Yeah. I do like him in serious roles. Um, I just think he does corny comedy um, um, that I don't really care for, but I definitely do prefer him in a serious role. And I really enjoyed the movie. Love Queen Latifah. Nobody, nobody does that quite like her she just you know we, we can believe that if you told me queen latifah got married to a basketball coach and ran track in college all, yeah that tracks sure. and so I, <laughs> I i really enjoy that um and i do know that she does have a passion for basketball too mm -hmm. so i think that that kind of was was evident throughout the film but i think all in all it was just a, a good it was a good film to watch. I, I liked it. It was lighthearted. The the climax was just what we needed it to be. Um, no real twist or surprises though. Everything yeah. was kind of expected, but you're not mad about it. You're not mad at the, the main characters coming out on top. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it was very predictable. Yeah, very. but I would. I'm I'm wondering if i should say it like this <laughs> <laughs> but let me not say because it it's not this generation's version because we already have a this generation's version of rocky but this okay. is very much like rocky yeah 
in terms of the the pacing and 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 the story that's most sports movies i think it it kind of is because any because you're either gonna win or you're gonna lose right you know when it comes to sports it's you very very rare movies where the outcome is going to vary too much off of so you're the main character is either gonna win at the end or they're gonna lose and so you that's what a sports movie is yeah because it's like you have the older trainer training Mm -hmm. the young young athlete yeah and it's i like it i i Mm -hmm. I liked it the the pacing of it was good um a very uh, those who can't do teach type of you know and again whether and the backstory is why can't you do anymore sometimes it's an injury sometimes it's something with the family sometimes it's they were like like it's that's always the good story it's why is the coach now coaching yes Mm -hmm. yes and and it's uh very realistic I think I'll so say too. that very realistic. I think any any Sixers fans that that are watching this, you're gonna get pissed <laughs> off of me saying this, but this is very realistic in the sense that the Sixers passed on a star, <laughs> and the Celtics got said star. <laughs> That's funny. I so, forgot you're a Celtics fan. I forgot he was yeah. a play for the Celtics at the end. <laughs> yes, and that's funny because Wancho Hernan Gomez, who plays mm-hmm. bo- plays both. Cruz mm-hmm, yeah. actually played for the Celtics this season. Oh, okay. This was this was shot during this season. There right? you go. <laughs> How worked. about this? The dude didn't see the court. <laughs> oh, okay. During the year. Like he, I mean, he already got his check for the year. We didn't <laughs> pay him. And and then this movie comes out. And he is the man. He's the guy. And and it's so weird because I'm like, I'm sitting there, I'm like. Who knew all we needed was Adam Sandler on our coaching staff <laughs> to make this guy actually play well? <laughs> That's funny. But I, the thing about it, though, is this really interesting, though. I, he is a better actor mm-hmm. than I expected. He gave, look, we I even got, a, a, we got some that. tears out of him. We got, we got some emotion. I did not expect not that from him. I, I was, yeah, I think. That's in large part due to uh, first-time director, I might add, Jeremiah mm-hmm. Zager, oh. uh, who definitely gave uh, his, his fellow actors an opportunity uh, to be themselves on set. Yes. Uh, you can definitely tell that his directing style allowed them to find actors as a character that they otherwise wouldn't be able to if the director was uh, forcing them to, yeah. uh, to, you know, to take, basically to take the narrative in a certain direction. For sure. Right. Um, and so I, I was awfully surprised uh, by the acting from the basketball stars. Mm-hmm. I expected them to be <laughs> corny, <laughs> robotic, yeah. basically Le- LeBron James and Michael Jordan from Space Jam movies. I was going to say, yeah, just um, like Space Jam. They were very hated, yeah. <laughs> given the subject matter and how, as Bianca was saying, how the passion of basketball is very much evident from both the filmmakers and even Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. who was oh, a yeah. huge right. Huge fan. Huge I mean, fan, uh, right, right. according to him, they play various pickup games uh, mm-hmm. on like, <laughs> Offset, mm-hmm. um, was definitely oh, helped was in, fun. was definitely aided in uh, all the actors developing uh, a strong chemistry with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Hustle was definitely a surprise of a movie, even though it, it is fairly predictable. Yes. And this is arguably a story you have seen dozens yeah. of, of times by this point. Um, but uh, sort of like what Bianca and Derek was alluding to, there's nothing wrong with a feel-good movie. Right. And in, in a 
era where you either had more cinephile films or mm-hmm. you know the entire superhero drama franchise genre sometimes mm-hmm. a, a film like this yeah you just, just to relax yourself and to be engaged for you know a two hours or less yeah for sure, for sure. For sure. You know, who I did love to see in this movie was um, Heidi Gardner from SNL. She played the okay. um, the the, uh, the, um, the daughter. Yeah. I yeah. like seeing her. Yeah, I knew she was familiar. Yes, she's <laughs> okay. from SNL. Okay. Um, and she is who is who did she famously play all the time on SNL? I I always forget. I, I for, you know how whenever you know there were you know. When Trump was president, you we got out like this, you know, type yeah. of things like that. You get the yeah. same characters doing the same roles. Um, I think she played someone over and over again, but I liked seeing her. I thought, like I said, somebody else who was in a more serious role. Yeah. I don't even, I think she cracked like half a joke. So yeah. I, yeah. the whole movie, <laughs> I don't get me wrong. She was only in it for short bursts of time, but yeah, you know, it was, it was job. funny. She did do a good job. She did a really good job. Um, mm-hmm. Jaleel White too. Yeah. Oh, I was like, I didn't even realize he was in the movie. Um, King of getting a little random check. <laughs> He's been in a couple little movies throughout these years where it's like, you did not need to be here, but you are. And I know you got a check for it. And I love it. Yeah. And I and I, I like seeing him because uh, one of the things that that sucks is that you see you see people get typecasted. Yeah. As as whatever character they played early in their career. Right. And it, it sucks because again and this this is actually what we were talking about earlier um when people do these types of projects so much right you're not used to them switching mm-hmm. genres so adam sandler for example you're talking about you you weren't you're not a big fan of his comedy yeah. his comedy is definitely not for everyone <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but um he's done serious roles over right. the years where you're looking at it, it's like those are two different absolutely two different guys like He's he's really good with playing that role, um, and I, and I like it. I like it. So being able to see Jaleel White come in and just be who he wants to be mm-hmm. as a coach, or like on the coaching staff, I think that's I think that's good. I think it's really I'm good. I would I would love to see him do um, do more. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, but it's good to see him get out of that. Steve Urkel, right? <laughs> you know, like it's, exactly. It's, that's, I don't, I don't want to see that ever again with them. Me either. Ever I was again. looking at um Ben Foster who played um okay, and I'm trying to think where do I know him from? Three Ten is a movie I've seen, but I haven't watched it in a long time. That came out in 2007, so yeah. I'm trying to think like where else am I seeing him? And he's just a guy who's been in a Modge Podge of movies. He's been yes. in an X Men movie. Yes. Oh, he- God. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He, I right? know. Don't we don't even have to do about, it. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. just like hey, I'm still scrolling on this man's IMD. He be DB. He is booked and busy. <laughs> Let me ask you something about him. When early in the film, did he look like he had a ball cap on too? He has an insanely large forehead. Okay. Yeah, I know that. But there was these two corners on the side. <laughs> Like they did this front shot. You're always catching things. And look, I was like, I, I, his head I doesn't look like well. that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, wait, 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 yeah. Later on, you can see it was just smooth. Like, okay, so maybe he had hair for a different role. They just put a ball cap on, and then 
later in the film he was able to cut his hair and it just oh, okay. smooth yeah but it was just weird it's like his head just looked looked abnormal i have no idea reason. yeah i i apologize for that by the way i was just trying to pull up the scene you're mentioning real quick but mm-hmm. i'm not gonna be able to find it but i'm looking it was at the his... beginning when they were talking about drafting uh uh so, some person that that he didn't uh, oh yeah that, his, yeah i remember you talking about mm-hmm. so yeah. i'm looking at google right now uh, on my phone i figured it'd look easier than playing up tabs on the computer and uh yeah he i mean I, I, not to be disrespectful i think that's just his natural head <laughs> probably <laughs> it's, it's, i i noticed it because i have i, I think so, so I, too I, yeah, yeah, so I know what you're referring to because no, <laughs> under most circumstances, actors are a bit reluctant to, what I noticed, uh, to shade their heads for roles yeah. unless they're yeah. very committed. And given that yeah. he was in the movie, his character was in the movie for what less than ten minutes, right, or fifteen mm-hmm. minutes or so, I can understand why they say, "Yeah, I wouldn't put the box top on you. We'd probably be here for like four days of shooting." Then yeah, right. <laughs> so it's a weird thing you're, is towards the end of the, the rest of the production, but toward the end of the film when they showed him again, it didn't look like that. So I was kind of that was the only confusing aspect of it for me is because he mm-hmm. just it just looked like he had this, this the weird head inconsistency. <laughs> yeah, it was That's a very funny. weird inconsistency. So it's it's you know very interesting, but yeah, yeah, but he think, has been in a modge podge of things. I'm still yes. just scrolling and I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. Then I'm looking at like contraband, the movie mm-hmm. with Mark Wahlberg. I've seen mm-hmm. that movie a lot. That's mm-hmm. I think he plays the kind of the villain in that one, the protagonist. Yeah. Okay. He has to play the bad guy a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He's in a movie. Did you guys see The Contractor with Chris Pine? Yes. From this year? Yes. Again, yes. yeah. I forgot about that. He's, yeah. He's in a lot of little stuff. Yeah. Good for, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 it's good seeing him because I, I like I like Ben. He's 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 a good actor. Um he plays he likes to play a lot of crazy roles. So it's um that's funny. <laughs> very interesting with him coming onto into this film. You're playing uh, the role of the son of the of the owner, the team owner, where now you have to take over. Right. And you know, you wanna you wanna put your own stamp on things, but mm-hmm. he's he was he was the villain. In the film, <laughs> oh the yeah, part, for sure. You know, and, and so he 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 does he does a good job. I, I like him. He's really good. But no, no this, sure. this was this was a good movie. This is just a good movie. I I I found I found it very interesting too that Kenny Smith uh didn't play himself in the movie. <laughs> he played Leon and it's just like I I that was my only I think that was my only gripe with the movie because I would have liked to have seen him play himself for the simple fact that they brought in NBA on TNT the cast with oh uh, yeah uh, uh, Shaq Charles Barkley yeah you know like it he's on that show and they kind of they just convinced the guys as I mean he got a bigger show. a bigger check doing this though I, I know but I like he could have been on that too like you know what i'm saying like it was it's like that was my only like it worked though i think it made more sense for him to be an agent that way that makes more sense for adam sandler to have an in it Mm -hmm. it worked it It worked it definitely worked it (laughs) but it's that was just the only yeah thing i was like "Ah, i probably would have because he could still make kenny smith just as an agent (laughs) right you know it's it's, it's Uh, not that's not hard to do a brief uh, compliment they want to give us to adam sandler who i believe gave his best performance since Uncut Gems. Um, yes, uh, he was surprisingly reserved and uh, hit all the emotional beats because mm-hmm. under normal circumstances you ex- you would expect like someone of his caliber to like per- to go over the top, but mm-hmm. this film didn't require like moments that 
needed to manipulate the audience to yeah. feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. Every all the emotions feel organic, and I think Stanley did a nice job complimenting, um, you know, his chemistry with uh, Juancho or his character, the character Bill Cruz, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, so things like that. I, I forgot to praise Stanley's performance. Um, it, obviously, like. Is this among the best you will ever see in your lifetime? No, but I think given the, I was just fairly surprised to see how collective he was. Um, you know, this is often not uh, the type of role you expect Taylor to take on. But then again, with his passion for basketball, it's no surprise that he delivered a, a memorable one. For sure. No, I agree with that. I think um, uh, Uncut Gems, uh, that, that was just a phenomenal film. So I, I agree. Fantastic. He, he, he does. I got to go back and watch that one. I tried to watch the first like 15, 20 minutes of it, could not get into it. But then people, yeah. and but then people said it's not good. That the really? last 15 minutes makes it all worth it, though. Like the twist of that movie it's makes slow. it worth it. Yeah. It is slow. I guess I wasn't We're... expecting that. And I have to go yeah. back and watch it yeah. now that I know. I... Yeah. There, there, there's, there's no twist. It's like I, I feel like in the, in the case of that, yeah. There's a difference between uh, nothing you're referring to with it, mm-hmm. but is it generally like the difference between yeah. a twist and yeah. something shocking. Uh huh. And that makes sense. It's more shocking right. than anything else. Like there's okay. no like yeah. sudden okay. revelation in the plot where like that makes sense yeah. because it happens at the yeah. end. Yeah. Exactly. So, so like okay. the ending. That's a good I mean, point. the it, when you watch the film. Mm-hmm. There are like definitely like uh, signs of foreshadowing. Okay, so or, it's not much twist uh, so much as it all comes together right, at the end. Yeah, exactly. Okay, exactly. You're right. Exactly. When you think yeah. of a twist, you're thinking mostly like the climax of the movie, which comes in the middle, and the twist mm-hmm. is usually changing the plot. That's a good mm-hmm. point. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. But the, I'm not sure like mm-hmm. how you get. I mean, I'm, you can define twist in like certain ways. Uh, right. I, for me, it's just like in the case of Uncut Gems. Okay. I don't want to like present some like. <laughs> like something some big and shocking okay. right exactly some expectation that you know like a plot suddenly shifts right. like part way in a movie um, okay everything is consistent it's just got it but the beat is very like anxiety okay during a film i'm gonna uh, try it, it again it very much accomplished that yeah. uh yeah so. yeah no I, I i like it this was um this was very interesting because there was also i will say i didn't expect uh adam sandler and queen latifah to be a couple in the film i didn't that know was she the was only in the indicator movie. i had actually i didn't know she was in the movie that until... scene of them at dinner when mm-hmm. he asked how did you guys meet and they're explaining you know he said i'm gonna marry you one day that's actually yeah. the only clip i saw of the movie okay. so i very much knew she was in it i don't that's watch trailers. interesting I don't watch it wasn't trailers. the trailer it just was oh, what was on twitter yeah oh see i, I don't watch mm-hmm. anything okay i don't i, I don't, <laughs> I don't want any i'm bad about it spoilers no, i'm bad you're about it fine yeah so yeah. <laughs> i avoided all trailers for this movie as well because uh, because of the subject matter because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I, yeah i usually i usually tell Derek that um a lot of the time netflix or other studios gives us free three out uh three minute short films yes so <laughs> i tend to avoid That's them very true the amount of times i've watched a film on netflix and i've been like okay so what y'all showed me in the trailer was the movie the movie that's why i don't Got watch trailers it. Yeah, that's a good point. Or yeah. I did a wild thing that I have never done before. I watched Stranger Things just season four, just this last season. I'm I'm usually a stickler for it. if it's a good show, I'm going to catch up. 
I just start. I somebody was watching it. I just started season four, really? so I don't know what's happening. I don't know the backstory. I, I mean, I, obviously, I was asking questions throughout the yeah. show, kind of what was going on. But yeah. I know that that show was good because I came in three seasons, four seasons late, enjoyed it, every second of it. You should so watch good. From the, the same for Dark, because I, okay. I knew nothing of. Uh, okay. For example, like yeah. knowing, I, I, I like knowing a show concluded, mm-hmm. so that way. Because the odds yeah. of someone going online, yeah, and like randomly posting a spoiler—well, not really a spoiler, the show mm-hmm. released like five years ago—but yeah, like mm-hmm. randomly posting content again about mm-hmm. that show is next to none. But with the way technology works nowadays, I scroll on TikTok and right away you randomly see like right. someone dedic- having like a TikTok dedicated to exactly. Yeah. You're like, what? Yeah, like, someone who, ruined like, Sons of Anarchy it? for me, and now I won't go back and watch it. I was already on the fence about watching it, and then somebody on Twitter ruined it, and I'm like, now I will not watch. Yeah, it I know the ending, so oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, know. <laughs> Listen, yeah, don't want to commit to it. I don't want to commit to it either. I know, I know, it's, I know it sucks to know the ending, <laughs> of it, but my God, the, the twists and turns that it takes through the series. <laughs> yeah, John, John's in love with that show. Well, I'm sure you and John talked about it. Oh, contact John's my older, my older brother. Yeah, Derek and him are like the biggest. <laughs> so the anarchy thing. The Mayans too. That's now that's what I was thinking. I was like, now do I want to start the Mayans? I would it. do that. Okay. Get into it. it you yeah. don't necessarily need to know Sons of Anarchy to okay. get into it. That's but I will say it does help. Yeah. It I mean, I just help. watched Stranger Things starting season four, so I'm all for it. I'm all for coming in a little late. <laughs> you should you should you should okay. You should watch this. You should watch Sons of Anarchy, but the Mayans yeah. has done something that I didn't think that was gonna end up happening. They have caught up to Sons of Anarchy. That's good. They, 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 you don't they, always get that. You don't, and especially when you're doing a spinoff yeah. type of series. Exactly. That just uh, are else. they doing a Better Call Saul? I don't see. I haven't watched Better, Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul is a spinoff for Breaking Bad. And yeah, so I, I, I never. I started watching it. I started watching it. But then I stopped. I did too, and I don't I, know why. I, I did. I don't know either. Season three. I I keep hearing him. Uh, I want to BOS is better than Breaking Bad. I keep My dad hearing that from a that. lot of fans, which yeah. is a okay. bold, which is a bold statement, right? It's a I bold statement. Each of us here can attest to how great cast, how phenomenal Breaking Bad is as a show. Yeah. Uh, so the idea of a spinoff, which is inherently difficult to make because yeah. you know the fates of certain characters uh is a shocker yep. so the fact that you can still have moments resonate with the audience so much even though some don't have to appear for x reasons yeah. is uh it's just all right yeah bob it, odenkirk is that how you yes. say his name yes. okay yes. i liked him that movie he was in nobody i like him his his i don't know really what kind of adjective to describe it just that calm demeanor that he has while still being very forceful mm-hmm. I, I i enjoy that i i like him as an as an actor yeah. so i yeah i don't know why fargo he was that is also good yes I, I watched the first i think two seasons of that and it's a movie as well it is, is that yeah. how it started okay yeah 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 um, yeah phenomenal so yeah i i would i would suggest watching the mines yeah highly suggest okay. watching <laughs> and i highly suggest watching something around you know the no ending. right 
I'm telling you right now, even though you know the ending, <laughs> it's still you good don't to know. watch. Yeah. No, there's so much you don't yeah, know. Yeah, the, the pieces together, that's still worth it. I might look, I've heard good things about it. I might circle back. <laughs> the, I'll, I'll put it like this the ending to me, if you know mm-hmm. what happened at the end, yeah, is actually less of a shock than what has happened leads up to it oh my god that might be worth it oh my god it's 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 (laughs) chef's kiss chef's kiss (laughs) i i I have got nothing bad to say about sons of anarchy outside of the fact that they ended it (laughs) yeah exactly exactly versus daredevil season three all right so uh, (laughs) back to the i mean fun fact i was canceled on my birthday uh, Are you serious? Uh, November 29th, 2018. <laughs> oh, I man. I have memorized. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Well, I, I, I should have it memorized on my birthday, right? But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I remember that. I, I was doing homework. I, I remember distinctly. I was I was doing homework, and then I wanted my phone real quickly just to take a break. I go mm. scroll through. First thing, Daredevil has been canceled after three. I'm like, I just was messing around. You know, people like post yeah. posts about yeah. that jokingly or whatever. Yeah. So I went to the official page and then they showed like the justice never never stops, this never ends. I was like, Are you serious right <laughs> now? I just finished the, I finished the like the season anyways. <laughs> you know, I I, I, I wrote Netflix, but they actually gave us a good movie for once. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, something I, I did want to ask you both was uh what were your thoughts on the soundtrack? Oh, oh my god i like that, that a... we got a lot of um like spanish songs songs in spanish i should say that yeah. kind of looped back to the the spain aspect i really like that and i think that you got a good little grind soundtrack i think all in all it really fit with the movie but yeah there are some i did notice the soundtrack um yeah especially we didn't really get a chance to talk about it especially considering the last film that we watched um was very si- almost silent. A lot of yes. moments where there was no music, yes. a lot of times where we really were reflecting on the characters. So it was a really interesting to get this film that was, first of all, upbeat <laughs> and yeah. then reflected yeah. that in the music. That was, yeah, yeah. it's a good, good, good I, question. I, I love movies with silence. Mm-hmm. I do not want to hear music during <laughs> the exposition. <laughs> During an exposition scene, yeah. a monologue scene, yeah. or a scene that's meant to uh, develop characters. Right, well, right, I, right. I guess exposition can do that to, to a degree, but mm-hmm. if there's like a like an earnest conversation happening, right. I don't want to hear music. You don't need music, right. right. Like, I, right. I want like total silence, have the actors <laughs> do their jobs uh, and all that. But I think, um, what, what was I going to say? The soundtrack for Hustle is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I, I, there, I'm assuming you're the you feel the same way about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, the the soundtrack was was amazing. I think, um, again, it's one of those things like I was talking about last episode that you might not fully think about at certain moments. Yeah. But when you go back and kind of like think about it, it's just like that soundtrack was was pretty pretty nice. Like the the music just adds another level to to a film, especially when you have. We have really good writing, right. really good actors, really good directors. The music adds that other element to it where yeah, it brings sort of it wraps mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it just like puts a bow yeah. on it and 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 it makes it just a great project. So yeah, I, I, I loved it. I thought that they they did a great job with it, especially not going too long with spe- specific yeah. uh, scenes. You know, I, I it's it, <laughs> it's phenomenal. I, I think mm-hmm. I think 
overall, Adam Sandler's second half to his career, I personally believe, is going to be significantly better than his first. Yeah, I think Uncut mm-hmm. Gems alone. Yes. Took well. Mm, yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I would say Uncut yes. Gems alone because I was going to bring up Punch Drunk Love. That was that was the sh- that was the foreshadowing to what we're seeing now. Yeah, yeah, that, that was like a like it, it kind of showed you where he was gonna go. Almost like a what if yet. scenario, huh? like what if like Sam yes. dedicated himself to being a more serious actor? Yes, yes. Um, with comedic elements, you know, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I was going to mention something else. I think another uh, aspect I wanted to, wanted to discuss with you both was uh, Bianca. Are you a basketball fan? I haven't, I used to be, I haven't in quite some time. You know what it is with basketball? The turnover just hit me out of nowhere. I'm a Cavs fan and we had a really old established team for a long time. It was people you've heard of. It was, you know, the Kevin Loves, you know, the obviously LeBron James, the Kyrie Irving, it was people you, so, and then they got all of them out of there and we got a really young team. And because I don't watch college basketball, it made it hard for me to like invest and keep up. But like with this movie, I was seeing faces that I, I recognize. So I know enough about basketball and the players to, to be engaged, but I'm definitely do not keep up with it the same way um i do uh, like football and things like that yeah yeah, yeah. no I, I totally understand i, I only asked uh, i only asked that question because I, I, i'm definitely i like basketball mm-hmm. but i don't consider myself an added fan same. Uh, therefore I, i'm not very familiar with the rules of the game okay. uh definitely don't i do not know any players names other than Steph Curry and LeBron James. <laughs> uh, no, I know uh, a bit more. Like so I am totally <laughs> okay in that regard. So what you said to me was probably the most I probably learned in <laughs> about 19 years of my life. Um, <laughs> and so I was wondering, a question I wanted to refer to both of you regardless was, were there any inaccuracies you found uh, with, with the way they portrayed basketball? Uh, would it be in regards oh. to like how the training worked or um, or anything like that? Or oh, was mine. it surprisingly like pretty accurate even down to like the draft rules stuff like that all pretty accurate I was surprised even too um sometimes you'll see things like I know like a really big one which they've changed a bit on is um like gift giving Mm-hmm. like and mm-hmm. things like that mm-hmm. like even Adam Sandler didn't necessarily give him any extravagant gifts or anything like that because I even know there's rules around that yeah. and stuff like yeah. that as far as you know people in the draft or I guess it's a little bit different for him because he's not in college so it wasn't like the NCAA which is yeah. ridiculous but yeah. um a little bit so I, I I enjoyed it like I said the the accuracy of the, the whole film for sure it's a great great question yeah no I, I think I think it's so realistic um because adam adam is close to a lot of basketball players like mm-hmm. kevin garnett for example <laughs> yeah he's he they're really good friends oh yeah so you saw him in, the game i heard right yeah yeah, yeah. so he's, you see him in uncut gems right um mm-hmm. uh he's he's one of the bigger characters in that film but sandler is just one of those guys that just knows basketball so yeah. because he knows basketball he's going to try and be as authentic as possible to the sport with portraying it. And he did that. He did that. Like, I I think Mm -hmm. there's elements that I've never even really thought about, like scouting. I thought about scouting, but I never, 
really thought to like the lengths that they go to mm-hmm. to find those international players. Yes. I never oh, thought yeah. about yeah. that. Like that's of course you have to do yeah. that. <laughs> that's a fairly <laughs> but I never thought about it like that. Oh no, definitely. Definitely. I mean that's a fairly yeah. underrated aspect of oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. of sports in general. So I'm that, glad you brought it up there. That's that's all year round. That's mm-hmm. that's not that's not a in season job. That's no. a year round job. Yeah, You're doing that all the time. Uh, uh so yeah, that's what I loved about this is because it put an emphasis on scouting, which mm-hmm. we've never seen that in film. Not that I can remember for basketball. I yeah, I, I, I mean, you always see it from the perspective of the person being scouted, like being the scouted. scouts coming. Yes. The scout yes. is coming to see me now, yes. but yeah, very rarely are we like, I am the scout. Even the in um, I'm thinking of like the blind side when all the scouts come out to watch. Mm-hmm. Like we're mm-hmm. still only getting it from, even though we do get a nice long shot of them, all of them coming to the house and mm-hmm. trying to. But that is a good point. We often do not get it from the perspective of the the person doing the scouting. Yeah, because mm-hmm. think about it. He like he had to leave his family. Didn't right. Want to leave his family especially right. he said he had not seen he had been home on his daughter's birthday in what right. like nine, nine years. years right like it's, it's those little things that that you don't really think about yeah all the time but it makes sense and so the box it kept him in yeah he was saying there was no room for personal growth within the yes. company because when you're scouting where do you go up that's a really good point oh you know yes. you know what we kind of saw it a little bit in Moneyball. Moneyball, he That's is true. scouting, but That's even true. then, he's still like a coach. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, a little bit different. Um, yeah. in baseball in itself, again, very different. Any yeah. any any sport where you're required to do the same thing over and over and over again, and that be your career, is obviously going to be a little bit different than like a basketball where there's a lot of moving and elements to it. Yeah. Um, but that was a, a movie where I think that's the closest I can think of of where I'm like, okay, I'm watching a, a scout. But even then, we're not seeing him out. We're not seeing him talk about you know a, a whole lot of that. But also yeah. a good movie where we're we're seeing a person uh, getting a good story of like those who those who can't do teach why why yeah. is he teaching yeah yeah it's, it's one of those things like you have, you're also seeing like the the the, the fight the struggle mm-hmm. between scout and and yeah. ownership management or, or right management rather mm-hmm. yeah because you're sitting here and saying giving your opinion on yeah. on said player and they're like nah right. I'd rather because there's been a lot of times where you see if you're watching the draft you're seeing certain teams take certain players right and you're thinking about it like as a fan mm-hmm. why would you get like the new york <laughs> knicks uh what last year a year prior you go out and get uh uh, uh obi Toppin, right i mean Everybody's the Cavs as like, a last ditch effort put d rose who i mean don't get me wrong came back and had a good game but we got him prime of him yes. needing new knees yeah. so it's like you wonder we gave him a million dollars yeah. and a, some fresh knees yeah and didn't get, he got like 20 points out of him so yeah. it's like at yeah. the same time you're, yeah. You're, yeah i could definitely get that it's just one of those things you it, it takes you behind the scenes mm-hmm. of, of of the the team's um process right with, with drafting players and that's what I appreciated about this mm-hmm. the most, honestly, because yeah. I, like as a basketball fan, I love I love being able to to see how teams develop. Yeah. So I'm a Celtics fan, right? We've had some very no. interesting years. But oh yeah, you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> We've had some very interesting years, right? Yeah. And then I, I but I 
in those years, I love being able to, still now, mm-hmm. but I love being able to say, okay, I think we should go after this guy, that, yeah. that guy, do this, that, and the other. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, this is that, like this, right. if you're into fantasy sports, yeah. this movie is something you're going to automatically love yeah. because it's the building. It's the, the decision process. The decision yeah. process. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's everything that you're going to love about sports in general yeah if you're into that type of thing if you just like seeing right. like highlights you're not this is yeah that's not true movie but i mean we didn't you like the process absolutely you're gonna love it and we didn't actually talk much about the cinematic value of it but you know i mean you have to give props especially you know you Derek, as someone who's been behind the camera of anybody who's being able to keep up with dynamic action like oh. that I, I i imagine like from you know from all the old knives were that you just one camera still, yeah. maybe we're getting some close-ups versus yeah. we're following, we're moving. And yes. then it was interesting too, to see the daughter also film it. So we also yes. kind of got to see her with the, you know, she had the camera that stabilized. So, yeah. you know, that was it, kind of interesting too. I'm so we didn't talk much up. about the cinematic value of it, but I mean, you have to give props to the fact that there are not too many movies where, you know, aside from action where it's like okay we're getting consistent moving action we're having to catch these dynamic shots and um Mm -hmm. whenever you you see people who produce honestly in especially for the any sort of sports especially basketball cut to Mm -hmm. camera too cut to camera it's a lot of it's it's hard especially you know a bit more difficult than just okay we're one shot we're setting it up we're standing here this is what we're doing you know having Mm -hmm. to move and catch things Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's something worth giving some praise to. Yeah, no, for sure. That, that's that's one of the the hardest things you can do as a as a mm-hmm. videographer. Like, you right. have to figure out how to to record and keep engagement from the exactly. Audience. That's what those moving shots do. Yes, you know, especially like during his training uh, 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 sequence. Yeah, like there was one part mm-hmm. where he's dribbling, yeah. going through a tire, right? Yes. <laughs> that's exactly you gotta roll the tire and right kind of keep pace exactly because how not... easy would it be to just get zoom out and just get shots obviously every time we're gonna but those close-ups of then the we're moving with the yes. ball those yes. are some of the most beautiful shots yes i yes. love those it shots, shots. That engagement yeah <laughs> <laughs> pun intended <Yeah>. i guess <laughs> no i love that no it, it just it creates that engagement and <laughs> and and keeps the attention because the attention span of the audience is so mm-hmm. short Right. If you don't have those dynamic shots and those yeah. movements, especially, especially like of a predictable story like this. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I, and that's 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 the element with with those training sequences where yeah. it's you can get away with a lot more right. movement. Cause I guarantee you, Juancho is not that he is not that fast. <laughs> he is not yeah. that fast. Yeah. He, he looks so it made fast. him look I was like, so fast and very, very fast, very tall, very strong, very you it did what it was supposed were, to do. Uh, were nicely edited, though. <laughs> you can definitely Take tell, uh, like, Poncho and, uh, like, his fellow, the fellow players yes. were actually playing the game. Yes. Both of them, like, standing in. I, I'm not <laughs> sure if you, if you, like, ascend in, like, body doubles or stand in, but mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm assuming they were playing the game uh yeah. at all times so and and the guy who played Kermit Wiltz uh, is oh, yeah. Anthony Edwards. Mm-hmm. So it's Timberwolves. Hilarious. I thought he did a phenomenal job just talk, trash talking. I I would love to see him do that again in some other movie that he, yeah. he was. He yeah, did a good job. I, 
I, I watched an interview for him uh, yesterday, and uh, the, the reporter asked him, um, you know, did you catch the acting bug? And he was like, you know, what's the acting bug? So basically, like, he loved making this movie so much, he wanted to make another movie. He said, oh, absolutely not. Yeah, it's uh, a lot. It's yeah, a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said, uh, if anything, I caught the basketball bug. Oh, uh, yeah. He's on the list, so yeah, he's no, never will be seeing him in the movie anytime soon. <laughs> but yeah, he was, he was a great though. No, I, I think a lot of basketball players are 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 good at that. Yeah, you know how to get under somebody's skin on the court. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I'm assuming at least, but you know, yeah, no, I think and acting is only glamorous on the screen. I don't think people realize it's long days. Long it's days. it's having to know your marks. It's having to do a lot of technical things. It's not, it is only glamorous on the TV. Your shortest and, day might be 10 hours. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I'm exactly. going to do marking too because I, I watched a show called Barry, uh, the finale. Yeah. Uh, in yeah. the second to last episode, there's a moment of, like of a character having to walk backwards, mm-hmm. uh, walk backwards uh into a door frame but mm-hmm. the frame is supposed to be cut out and are you supposed to see is darkness in the background mm-hmm. and so the actress had to hit that mark exactly otherwise mm-hmm. they had to start from the very beginning because mm-hmm. they don't feel like editing because you can't edit that out yeah, uh, otherwise it would look it would look awkward yeah so they she anyways the take that they use was their very first one oh, as wow. you hit the mark okay very nice, first time. nice. Um, but you know, if you're a first-time actor, you know, when I have much experience, it's difficult. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're yeah. pretty happy about that. You want to uh, know also <laughs> what's what they say is difficult too that I don't ever consider any of those like procedural dramas. So like the Grey's Anatomy, the SVU's, the walk and talks, like yes. having to actually yes. say all of your get all of your lines out. Mm-hmm. to do it in the exact place because by the time you get to the elevator it all needs to be out and so having to train to not only say my lines remember my lines walk on my mark but like say it all in a pace and a cadence that allows it like i'm like okay that that's a lot that does not sound fun <laughs> yeah yeah no yeah. for sure for and, sure. and blocking is important so i, I yeah. really know how important blocking mm-hmm. is especially in the show like barry yeah. where i have a chance to hear because bill Hader directed and I want to say five or six episodes mm-hmm. of season three. And I think he's taking on all eight uh, for season four. And I, I, I've started to notice how a lot of the times whenever a director chooses to focus on something, they'll blur out the background and then focus in. Uh, like, for instance, if you have like a, like a conversation happening between characters, mm-hmm. you sort of like, I don't know. I, I, I've started noticing that technique more, but it's not yeah. done in a way that that feels pretentious you know like yeah. there's a like there's an actual purpose behind it yeah um but i think it, it, in movies like this i te- it's weird like it, in movies like this i tend not to focus on technical aspects because yeah story is <laughs> is already feel good enough i don't exactly. want to go through like a full-fledged analysis so to speak right. or look at every individual scene to see how it was constructed yeah um but in movies like the northman where you have a director right for his style then or Wes Anderson I know Bianca mentioned yeah. that last mm-hmm. episode too like you can't help but wonder how on earth are they pulling that off exactly uh, or stuff like that that happens for all movies but uh you know it, it's sort of it's interesting to sort of like look at films in a different way each time I'm sorry girl yeah, I know. <laughs> Wes Anderson is a good director I know <laughs> I agree yeah no I definitely agree but um 
what would you guys uh rate this overall one out of five uh sick of stubs um if you want to go first bianca um i'm gonna give it a solid four i think for what it was for being a sports movie um i didn't it, you know we didn't really talk about it but it had some good ups and downs at the beginning mm-hmm. you know he gets the spot he wants then the owner dies he's back scouting he finds what he's looking for it didn't work for him now he's having to pay for it. so it did actually mm-hmm. have some ebbs and flows that worked for the story that i i think enjoyed it kept me engaged so yeah. i think i would i rated a four especially um I feel like I do doing the same thing Matthew did last time. He convinced me more because, like I said, aspects <laughs> of like the soundtrack or the accuracy yeah. of the movie definitely yeah. gave it gave it some more for me for sure. Yeah. What about you, Matt? Yeah. Um. I'm definitely at a four as well. I, um. I think it, it's one of those circumstances where sometimes it's a it's what a film doesn't do mm-hmm. that stops mm-hmm. it from yeah you know being any higher. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a perfectly fine movie. Yeah. Um, you will. I, I do not imagine many people will have regrets watching the movie mm-hmm. unless you fundamentally hate basketball. Uh, <laughs> then you won't have you won't find any enjoyment whatsoever. But yeah. Yeah. if you are looking for a movie that is just traditional storytelling mm-hmm. uh, with a very likable character, then um, yeah, I, I easily recommend it. So uh, four out of five for me, or four out of five uh, ticket sales. What we do, yeah. isn't that right, Bella? yeah i think i think i might do the same thing four i think this is very good um i I was tempted to do five just to be petty and say you know (laughs) perfect because the the sixers got screwed again (laughs) by their own by their own hands Hands, (laughs) their own demise yeah so i I love it it was a good movie really good movie feel good uh type of film and i actually did not get uh distracted by uh the basketball players like they did a great balance of bringing in all these people that 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 you, you would know or faces you probably recognized before um but they didn't do they didn't they didn't do it where it was uh they had too much too many lines like it just had yeah. like one or two lines or something like that said something dr j just you know kind of like that Sam right. up a little bit just kind oh, of yeah, you know it was it wasn't anything major like he was you know uh bigged up uh uh Bo Cruz on the court right. and then then he was gone like it was that's basically one day shooting for him and he's gone <laughs> right you know? so it, I, I thought they did a great job with it I loved it um I actually would watch it again so that's that's all I got <laughs> that's all I got anything else from you guys no I think we we wrapped it up. Like I said, I mean, it's a it's a feel good story. One we've heard yeah. before, not too much to talk about with it. Yeah, um, just a sure. good a good feel good. Maybe maybe look at a palate cleanser for some of the other stuff we've way. watched and are gonna watch. A nice yeah. little feel good palate cleanser. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, all right, well, go ahead and uh, give you guys uh, social media handles out. I am on Instagram as Southern and underscore Spicy. I'm on Twitter as Durant No Kevin. All right, Matt. Yeah, it's going to be Matt underscore T29. Uh, as always, thank you so much for the support. Uh, had a, another great conversation with these two mm-hmm. over here. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so thank you for the support. And uh, we'll check you guys, or we'll see you guys uh, in the next episode. <laughs> yeah. Most definitely, most definitely. And again, uh, you can follow me at Derek underscore OTS. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K. Uh, but also, mainly, please just follow the social media for OTS. OTS Media Co., all social media platforms. 
Yes, we are on TikTok. I don't know what the hell I'm doing on there. So <laughs> please forgive me. But uh, OTS Media Co, all social media platforms. And if you're watching uh, and you have not done so, please hit that like button, hit the subscribe button and hit the notification bell. Uh, help us, you know, uh, uh, get some more traction on there and, mm -hmm. and some more eyes. So, um, but yeah, leave a rating and review. Let us know what you guys think about the show. Um, uh, on any podcast platform you, that you listen on and uh, just let us know what you guys want to, if you have a specific project you want to hear us uh, discuss, uh, let us know in the comments and we'll, we'll be sure to try to get to it. So uh, we thank you guys for watching and or listening and we'll catch you guys next week. See y'all later. Bye y'all.